Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. I'm your usual co-host, Anthony Dimar. That is at Anthony Dimar underscore on Twitter. I am joined by Joe on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Uh, Cody's playing hooky today. It's the off season, so we'll give him a little pat. <laughs> Still cold. That's lost. But how you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right. You know, lost lost my voice the other night. Uh, long weekend of partying. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to get past the Nets not being in the playoffs and trying to celebrate some other fun games. So that was fun. But, you know, just same old shit. No Nets news as usual. So we got to try to put out another bullshit podcast for people to listen to. And here we go. <laughs> um, so we actually started off. So the Nets had their uh, end of season press conference. Yes. Two weeks after they were swept. So got some time. Very odd. Two th- get some time. Usually it's a few days afterwards, like the next day. Yeah, it's usually like within the week. Yeah, but like they waited a while. Yeah, so like there wasn't really like a lot of juicy quotes, I would say, but like the new running theme, I'd say, of the last like week or so between the Sean Marks press conference and like Kyrie Irving's live streams, there is some tension between the two parties. Um, Sean Marks says he like his goal this year is to have players more available when they're not injured. So I think anybody that can put two and two together knows what that means. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie Irving. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you see this? Like, do you see trouble in paradise? Not paradise. I shouldn't say paradise. Do you see trouble looming with this match? <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely not paradise, <laughs> I was about to say. But so I think regardless, you like we were talking about last episode, we're going to do whatever makes Kevin Durant happy. And I mean, like, yes, it's not ideal that Kyrie missed a bunch of games this year because of, of but while he was healthy, for that matter. I think it's like he's got to be back just because it's the best option for us in terms of like putting a star player next to Kevin Durant and 
it's just like, I can't see him leaving. I really can't. Like, no matter how fed up they are, I can't see the Nets not retaining Kyrie Irving. I was actually working the other day at a pizza spot near me. I deliver on the side. And uh, guy guy comes in and he sees me wearing a Nets hat. He goes, he goes, hey, you think Kyrie Irving's back next year? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes, he's definitely back. And he's like, nah, man, they're not going to bring him back. There's so many, there's like, there, there's not enough. He doesn't provide enough for us to bring him back. I'm like, all right, dude, next time, <laughs> I said, next time you're in here, if Kyrie Irving is no longer on the Nets, come in here on a Saturday night and I'll pay for your entire order myself. That's how confident I am in Kyrie Irving being back with the Nets. And I, I just can't see him going anywhere. Like who at this rate wants to go out and spend money on Kyrie Irving besides us? Like not even just like, obviously we want Kyrie Irving back because he's phenomenal when he's on the floor, but it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rough spot. That's really all I can say about it. Yeah. I just think the way like the CBA works, we're obviously a a luxury tax team and the Nets have Kyrie Irving's bird rights. So they can resign him or extend him, I guess, or I don't think he's picked up his player option. I think he wants long-term security. So one of the impressions he's declined the player option, free agent, and he'd either resign or leave, obviously. I think the Nets obviously have his bird rights. I mean, I, I know they have the bird his bird rights. You can't really like sign someone like that's like outside and fit him under the cap like that. So like mm-hmm. they really don't have a better option. Your only other option would be to sign and trade him. And I don't know, like you said, what's would like what are you getting back in a sign and trade? You know? like, it would be a downgrade, if anything. It's just I guess it depends how you look at it. I guess we get a guy for 82 games or close to that. Like some people will be like, oh, yeah. talent wise, you're not getting better than Kyrie Irving. The only thing I could see like that would even make like that of guys out or free agents is Zach Levine. And that's not going to happen. Like, just doesn't make sense. The fit doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's still a downgrade, in my opinion. Like, I think Kyrie Irving's definitely better back. Yeah. I mean, Zach is phenomenal, but it's still a downgrade over Kyrie Irving. No doubt. Yeah. So with that said, like I don't know, like this, it's getting interesting. I, um, Kyrie kind of fired back on his like he's been doing a lot of GTA live streams now. I think he got away from the two K. And some of it's funny. Yeah. Like, the one with the cat saying like how he left the Cavs. And Celtics fans are telling him like go back to Cleveland. Like he was like impersonating them. And then yeah, that, that was really funny. Yeah, but he was like kind of like he took some offense to the Sean Marks comments. I saw on Twitter he uh put up a gif about like noted like. Like saying like he like he he heard the probably referring to the press conference. I think what Sean just said has been fair. I think he does need to gain some power back because when he was like the guy calling the shots before Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant came, he did a phenomenal job. Like the Nets had no draft picks. They I think people forget this. They like used late first round picks, salary dumps, got 10-day contract guys, and like they really built a core that was grit and had culture. And I think. When, honestly, you, you trade culture for talent any day of the week. Don't get me wrong, but you'd like to have a system in place with like a strong talent plus that, like what the Celtics are kind of doing right now, is like an ideal type of team or the Miami Heat or Golden State. Like they have talent, but they also have stability. Right now, the Nets have the talent. They do not have that stability whatsoever, and they need to get that because a lot of these last four teams, they do have that. You know? Yeah, I agree. And another interesting set that came out about the final four teams in the NBA playoffs, those were the top four defensive teams in the league this year. I'm like, like it goes back to the old adage, defense wins championships. And that's obviously they were improved a lot on the defensive side of the ball this year. But when it came down to it, we really just didn't, we couldn't match up, especially with like the insane defense that the Boston Celtics play. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's hard to read the tea leaves right now because obviously there's still basketball going on and nothing can even happen at this stage. So like, it's a waiting game. 
Um, Kyrie Irving has kept fans, has been engaged with fans on his on his Twitch streams and everything. And I mean, good for him, I guess. He's finding a way. He's finding stuff yeah. to do. I am, but yeah. man, I, I can't wait until we can get to like the bottom of everything this offseason and really just see what we do. Because like we were saying, like we're strapped for money. Like, I don't know how much you can really truly improve the roster unless you're trading a guy that's making a decent amount of money. Uh, basically a Joe Harris. Like that's like basically it. And it sucks because like we love Joe, everybody, all everybody that's a true Nets fan loves Joe Harris and knows what he can bring to the floor. But it's just like when it comes down to it, if the Nets are trying to make a bigger move to improve, he's going to be the odd man out, which is unfortunate unless worse comes to worse and Kyrie Irving doesn't end up here. Then that, then there's money you could play with. But other than that, Joe Harris is our fourth highest paid player. And, and that's like, I like, you're not trading Ben. You're going to be losing value in a Ben trade. Kyrie Irving, you're going to try to bring him back. Obviously, you're not trading Kevin Durant. But actually, uh, there actually, that does remind me of There's a couple of segues you can go with here. Um, I'm going to go off the Ben comment. Um, there are some rumors seeming that the Atlanta Hawks are interested in Ben Simmons. Um, they apparently were interested with the deadline, just didn't really work out. I don't know what kind of deal the Nets would make. The only thing I can see coming out of that, obviously, Trey Young's out on the table. Would be either like a John Collins, which I think is a downgrade, or a Clint Capella, which is also a downgrade, but fits another need. But I don't really think that's the right move, unless there's like a third team, let's say, involved, and we're like the Nets get someone else back. I don't know. Like I just saw that out there. I saw that. Like, I, I think the Nets shouldn't be like totally against keeping Ben, like totally for keeping Ben Simmons. If like there's a deal where they do get better, like I'm not saying get robbed or even take less value, because if you're getting less value, the Nets are not in a place to downgrade this roster more. But, like, if there's a trade that presents itself that makes sense, I'm not saying Benson is untouchable. I don't think anybody is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially with his injury concerns because you don't know what you're getting when he comes back. At that rate, he hadn't played, he hasn't played basketball in over, like, a full basketball season, almost two calendar years when you think about it. Yeah. I'm and, I mean, he's coming, he's coming off of an injury that many – that obviously many have not been the same after. And I'm not saying that not, neither of us are saying that the Nets should trade Ben Simmons or that he's untouchable. It's just like, it's not like when you're in a position that the Nets are where it's like, you have a certain window with two of the best 15 players in the NBA. That's like, it's, you have to explore all options to get better. 100%. Yeah. Like, especially when you, especially when you have max money to play with, with Ben Simmons contract you know yeah, the options are limitless with that much money on like his contract in terms of, like how much money you could take back in equate that like whatever he makes equal it out like that's a lot of yeah. any player can be acquired for that so it basically it keeps the doors open i don't know if it happens i don't think it's like impossible like you said like we said there's so much that can happen i don't think it's impossible but i'm not even gonna attempt to say that it's likely either you know yeah like we have this like you said you have to get through the finals like nothing can happen until the finals are over which is at least a month. And then after that, then we go into like the draft week and free agency. And that's when like mid to late June is when things start cooking early July free agency, like that, like two to three weeks stretch is going to be like where you see a lot of rumors circulating. Cause it's very, the NBA doesn't really let teams make trades during like this time of the year. Cause it takes away from yeah. that. It's like very frowned. Yeah, cause, like, I mean, and then you're still in like a tampering stage right now. Cause it's like, these guys, like the NBA season isn't officially over. So like the guys that are free agents aren't really free agents yet. So it's like, you gotta like, like it's, it's a very, it's a tricky situation like during this time in the NBA and like Damian Lillard is tampering like a motherfucker on Twitter right now. Did you see that? He was like, somebody asked him, who would you want to play with? 
uh, that's like still currently in the playoffs or whatever. And then he goes out and he said DeAndre Ayton or something like that's hilarious. Yeah, he got <laughs> it's really funny. Dame, Dame, is, Dame is tampering like hell right now. So yeah, so <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was laughing my ass off when I saw that man. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Nice little segue, I guess, next for agency a little bit. Um, there was actually a little bit of rumors today from, like, the athletic and bleacher report and stuff. Talek Sheffer reports the Nets' number one priority is retaining Nick Claxton. I think, like we said, you can't let Town walk out the door. Like, I know he struggled in that final series, especially at like game four. We missed, like, 11 free throws in a row or something. Um, yeah, I think yeah. definitely want him back. I don't see a way that they don't bring him back unless, like, someone really overpays him. I think yeah. Max is like four for what? I think it's four forty-eight. I want to say so. It's no, like, 39, 39. Yeah, so I think it's really affordable. I really think it makes sense for both sides. I don't think, and that's should... and just just another point. Bruce is eligible for the same contract, but I don't think anybody's going to pay Bruce four for thirty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Um, yeah, this, I don't think anybody would just based on how, just based on like Bruce provides like so much, but like, I don't think I'm not saying he's not worth that. I'm just saying, I don't see any NBA team spending that much money a year on Bruce Brown in this four, in the current four, landscape of the league. If he was four inches taller, maybe I think I'd say that he would. Yes. Be. If he was four, if he was four inches taller, he would easily get that. I think. Yeah, and they also mentioned that the Nets are uh, Nets also are prioritizing Bruce Brown, but like for the right price. So like they're not going to overpay for him. I think Claxton is like no matter what, where Bruce Brown is like a most likely yes, but there is a world where he gets overpaid and he doesn't come back. Yeah, we'll see. And that and that and like if we put those two, if we have to sign both those guys for more than like thirty million each, 
I mean, I don't know if Bruce is going to get that, but maybe 30 million over four years is a good price for Bruce Brown. But we have to sign both of those guys to those deals. And obviously we have the bird rights where we can do it. We are going to be so far over the tax that I think it's almost a guarantee that Joe Harris would be traded at that point. Because you already have you, I mean, and if Patty Mills accepts his option, which is the MLE, then it's just like, man, like really what can you do at that point without, cause like you have Seth Curry and it's like, he provides more on offense than Joe Harris does just in terms of ball, just in terms of handling the ball and shot creation. Um, and I mean, Joe just isn't that guy when it comes to being a full arm three level scorer and being able to create his own shot. He's more reliant on the off ball movement and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, Joe, like if we have if we have the money to bring both of them back and say they're both like more towards the 30 million side or above, I, I can't see a world where Joe Harris is on this team next year. How much does work cut out for him, honestly? Like I think there is a lot of moves he made. I want the Nets to get bigger and I want them to like get some three and D wings that like are like can like do both on both ends, like with a Celtic. Yeah, I, I would yeah. love that. Um was it wasn't a say sorry yeah the Nets could really use, like use like there's guys like Seth Curry and Cam Thomas that like guys that I think like are automatically going to be back and I think those are some guys the Nets can use as serious trade bargain bargaining chips because Seth Curry is on an unreal eight million dollar deal Cam Thomas is on a rookie deal and he's a great score for maybe like a young team getting involved in, like a three-way trade I think there's chances they both could be moved I'm not saying they will I'm not saying like it's 100 certain but that's like, see my thing is would you rather be able to keep the combo of Seth Curry and then bring back Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton or are like only choose or you'll have to choose between Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton and have Joe Harris and Seth Curry and Cam Thomas and Patty Mills. So it's like, I, I'm thinking of it that way. I don't I know. if that I think there's a lot can happen though. Like there could be multiple yeah. trades. Like this whole roster, you can like trade a bunch of guys and flip a bunch because this roster is far from perfect. I think it needs it's to be get... perfect, but there's a lot of guys that other teams can use, and that's for damn sure. Like, like I think, I think we could definitely see like here of Seth yes, Curry, exactly. Kyrie Irving, Patty. Like, I, don't, I just think that that's to get bigger, and I just don't see a, a need to be like these guys are untouchable because when you have a guy like Katie, yeah, you do anything it takes necessary. And if you have guys like Seth Curry and Cam Thomas that can win over a trade, like, and it's like, yeah, it sucks, but like, if it makes your roster better at the end of the day, you do it, yeah, I think if there is a move where we upgrade at a big spot, I think there honestly might be teams that have maybe like a guy who's more towards the, not more towards the back end of his career, but is on like maybe a bigger deal than you should be. Um, I think if you package Joe Harris and you give a Dayron sharp, maybe for like a big, that may be something that teams are interested in. Cause that's around like $20 million or like around that area with those two contracts. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of guys in a lot of directions that we could go with it if that's like a combo that we choose. But like, like I'm saying, those two right there to make $20 million and then maybe throw in a fir- one of those first that we have or a second. Like, I think we, you could get a significant upgrade at the five spot in, yeah. that, in yeah. that possible move, especially if you're throwing in a first round pick and there's a young team with a guy with like a bigger contract that they want to start a rebuild. And I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're rebuilding, I don't know if you're paying for Joe Harris anyway, but who knows? Maybe a team that's like in that middle tier that wants to move on, like like maybe a team like the Pacers, you know, like like a guy like Miles Turner. And I know he always gets linked to the Nets, but it's just like such an easy 
comparison to make. Like if you if you throw the Pacers who are trying to rebuild everything, you throw them Joe Harris, a young center, and Daron Sharp in a first round pick. I think they might bite. You know, there's a lot that could happen. Yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked with that either. Um, the Nets really do have a lot of options they can do. This offseason is going to be probably the craziest one since Katie and Kyrie came here in terms of player movement. Like who's coming, who's leaving. I think there's gonna be a lot of new faces here next year. Yeah, what do we say? There was a le- total of like 11 guys that could be gone next year, and the NBA rosters are like what 16 with the two ways included. I think Katie's the only lock to be back next year. I really do. Like, yeah. like the 100% lock, it's Katie, and that's it. Like, there's a, there's a yeah. world where anybody gets moved. I'm not saying the guys are not less likely than others, but it's truly wild. I'm yeah. excited. It's all speculation, like we said. Um, Moving on from that, there was some NBA and Nets coaching news. Um, David Vander uh, Tool, Vanderpool, I might be saying. Is it Vanderpool or Vanderpool? Vanderpool. He and him, Amari Stoudemire will not be not back next season. Um, Amari Stoudemire was on Get Up, and he was talking about some of the stuff that happened this season. He was talking about James Harden coming to camp out of shape, kind of confirming that Katie's story. Not that Katie said that, but like James Harden did take his like rehab not seriously and didn't really get his body right this offseason. Even James Harden said it himself he needs to get his body right. And then we also he also was talking about the Kyrie distractions, same old, same old, that kind of stuff. He did say like Kyrie's lack of availability did hurt the Nets in the long run. I think anybody with like two eyes can see that. Um, but they won't, yeah. they won't be back next year. Vander, uh, Vander, uh, sorry, Vander Tool, Vanderpool. Well, I don't know if he's <laughs> coaching gig somewhere. He's been linked to some head coaching jobs. He'll definitely get something assistant wise if wherever he ends up. Um, Amari Stoudemire, he was more of like a, a development guy. So I don't know if he wants to coach yeah. next year. Don't really know what his thing is. Maybe he was just kind of want to chill. Maybe he's mo- he might be moving full time into media because ESPN is really trying to get a lot of the former guys. Yeah. that are, like, well-known to come into the studio. I mean, you see J.J. Redick in there. Patrick Beverly's been on the past couple mm-hmm. days, and he's uh, he <laughs> he went – he was all over the news this morning for talking some shit on Chris Paul. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then yeah, I mean, they're just – they're always looking for former NBA personalities. And a guy like Amari, I think, would actually be really good in, uh, yeah. on ESPN. He was good talking about, like, the internal issues with the Nets when he was on. He was uh, talking about how, like – how Harden didn't want to be here. And then he went into a debate on like, I don't understand how any team could willingly give that guy a max contract this off season if he declines his option. But it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I liked Amari. I mean, he was, it seemed like he did a lot when like Nick Claxton and even when Daron Sharp got some run and he was showing those spurts, like it was, he, he definitely had an impact on, on the guys that we have here. So Good luck to him and whatever he does next. But yeah, there's obviously be some changes on the Nets bench. Um, with whoever's back next year. Obviously, I think it looks like Steve Nash will be back. I think Kendrick will be back now. Reading the tea leaves. Um, I'm not sure they're higher. Probably get some more X nose guys in here. Let's get let's get Jared Dudley back on the bench. Get him a coach. Jared, Jared Dudley's killing it with Jason Kidd, two former net net guys. Don't, don't I know, and then you and then Theo Pinson and Dingwood are over there too. Yeah, they have a lot of former uh, Nets players with the the Mavericks. So plus plus six fifty to win the title. By the way, they are they the highest odds. Yes, I'm assuming. I believe the, War- I believe the Warriors are plus one fifty. Warriors are plus one fifty. Um, Celtics are plus two hundred, and then I think the Heat are plus three hundred, and I think the Mavs are plus six fifty. Yeah, so I guess we'll segue a little bit into that. Um, NBA's Final Four is. Here upon us, second round is concluded. We're now two rounds out from the Nets. 
um, exit. Right now, the Nets are still the only sweep. I don't think there'll be another sweep in the playoffs, so it looks like the Nets will be the only team swept. I'll be kind of upset if any of these final three <laughs> series are sweeps because that would mean that it's not that fun of basketball. But, yeah, the Miami Heat are uh, knocked out the Sixers. James Harden's downfall was completed. Um, the Celtics knocked out Love the Yep. James, Har- uh, James Harden had an awful play. He had one good game, and that was game four against – Yeah, Miami. it was that one good game. Um, yeah, the Miami yeah. Heat would take it on the Celtics. Celtics knocked off Milwaukee in game seven. Grant Williams went crazy in game seven. Tatum had a hell of a series. Al Horford, Al Horford did really well. Um, yeah, shout out the Celtics team. Shout out Ime Doka, former net assistant coach for one season. Um, uh-huh. Shout out him. Theme is like there's a lot of net assistant former coaches in the final four. You have Ime Doka on the Celtics. You have Dudley, former players uh, as a assistant with the Mavericks, as they knocked out Phoenix in a whopping fashion the other day, like 40 something. Un- Just an Dinwiddie. unreal game. Shout out Dinwiddie, man. Cody's not on this. Path. 30 ball. He 30 ball for Spencer Dinwiddie in the second round in a game seven. Unbelievable. Luca and Dinwiddie are the first pair of teammates to have 30 plus in the game seven. I think since they said since Jordan and Pippen, they said. Which is <laughs> like, I never Jordan thought they would be comparing a Jordan Pippen stat, but Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie is in the same stat as Michael Jordan. That's amazing. Yeah. So shout out the Mavs. I think the Mavs are the clear team to root for if you have a, uh, any net interest because they have yeah. Dudley, they have Pinson, they have Dinwiddie. And I guess if you still like Jason Kidd, they have Jason Kidd too. Former net I mean, maybe we like Jason Kidd. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, it's a kind of a touch. <laughs> but and you have the Warriors of Kenny Atkinson. Um, they knocked out this <laughs> in six. Yeah. Um, it's a really good final four. If you told me before the year, though, there's no Milwaukee, no Phoenix, no Nets, and no Lakers. I'd be like, who the yeah. hell is in this final four? Like, yeah, I guess Golden State's the only team you kind of thought maybe like going to this year, there was some question. Marks yeah, maybe because everybody knew Clay would be back this year, but we just didn't know how the rest of the team would look. And nobody really thought Jordan Poole would have the year that he did. Like the guy was in the G League last year. Like we heard about him, yeah. but like and like because Clay would always mention like Clay was doing work with TNT last year. And like he would say, like, man, he's like, oh, yeah, I did shooting drills with Jordan Poole today. And he, he wiped me in three out of five spots like. He would always say stuff like that. Like he would always talk about like the young guys. And then obviously this offseason they had Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. They have the uh, NBA legend Kavon Looney. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's they really just have guys that are stepping up. The Celtics and Mavs. Yeah, last year, right? Year. No, this year. Like they're one point in January, they both were bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third in the league at record or bottom 15, which is kind of crazy. Like both teams turned it around. The Mavs turned it around after they traded Porzingis for Bertans and Dinwiddie. And then which everybody said was the worst trade of the deadline. Yeah, and it was definitely except, a except, by the I truck. think we came, I think me and you at least we both came on here and we said, like, I I see why. Like if Dinwiddie can get back to his old ways and even if Bertans can provide something, like get back to a decent shooter, like Bertans, the way he was shooting was like when he was shooting poorly was the same way that Kristaps was shooting and Kristaps wasn't providing anything on the defensive side they wanted to get they wanted to get a, another guard to be like a three guard combo with Luca and Brunson and and yeah. they and Bertans has, has had a couple of decent showings so it's worked out for them and they're like they're a very scrappy team and they got a lot of good defensive guys over there with guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, a couple other guys but they're they're fun man they really are Scrappy, very scrappy. Yeah, like you, if you told me, like at that at that deadline we were talking about it, I thought like 
the fact that they just got off the Porzingis contract was like a win in itself. But like it really some good yeah. contributing. They don't even have Hardaway Juniors out for the year. They have like maybe the best set of role players in the NBA: Brunson, Dinwiddie, Kleba, Bertans, the uh, Reggie Bullock. Um, yeah, that was a solid big. Like they yeah. really have a nice like rotation. It's like they're fun. Like I never in hell would I pick them against to beat Phoenix. I thought they were gonna get swept. To be honest, yeah, so maybe get. I thought they were gonna get swept too. But we should have known that Chris Paul would uh, strike again. Poor guy. Uh, I, people, Chris Paul is a very touchy subject in NBA fandom. Like, other people love him or feel bad for him or hate him. But yeah, that was an embarrassing show by the Suns. I don't know where you go from there. I don't think DeAndre Aiden will be back. I don't. I would not in any chance to help him max contracts. But I get why he may want one. I don't know if someone will. Maybe like <clears throat> like, a, see like a Charlotte. But the Mavs are fun. Like the Mavs. Give when really you fun. think about it, though, like when you think about it, like. I think it's just like the NBA center position is so top heavy. Like, I mean, when you think about like the four, like around, like, yeah, I mean, but like, it depends on who you prefer, but like, I think at worst, he's like a top seven center in the NBA Aiden, right now. It's because he's a center though. It's like any other position. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just because he's a center, but like, but it's like, you have, you obviously have Jokic and Embiid at the top. You have Bam, you have Cat, and then it's like, I'll take Gobert over again, too, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, okay, but then it's like he's six. Like, who else are you going to put over him, really? Uh, I'd probably take Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Jared Allen is there. Jared Allen had a really good year. But it's like, he that's like top seven-ish area right there. Like, he's like, he's within the top ten centers in the league. So, I, I guess he's still like all these guys. It's kind of gross unless you have one of those top guys. And I think he just falls yeah. that, that group. I really do. Yeah. Like, I pay him like $20 million. I can see, like, yeah, like the Jared Allen contract, I think, is good for him. Like, the five years for 100. Yeah, I don't blame a guy for wanting to get more money, though. Like, like if you tell them, yeah. I'll pay you it. Like, I take it. Like, what the hell? I don't owe this team anything. Like, yeah, it, like, want it back. But sometimes it doesn't seem like they really want it back. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I'm excited for this conference finals. Like, I feel like it's like the sixth time I've seen the Celtics play the Heat in the playoffs. Um, I remember they, they do set off a lot of times. They played in the bubble in the conference finals when LeBron was there against the Paul Pierce and those guys they played. Shows their consistency. Um, who are you pulling for in these series? And let's get your predictions. I'm just curious what you think. I am going with the Celtics against the Heat because I just want the Celtics to keep winning just so I feel better about them kicking our ass. Um, I'll probably say Celtics in six. And Warriors, Warriors, Mavs, I think I'm also going to go war. I think I might... See, like, I want to rule out the maps, but I really can't. Like, I, I think the Warriors are so good. They play such a fun brand of basketball. But, like, when you look at the teams and, like, in terms of playoff experience and everything, like, in my heart, I want to say, like, okay, Warriors in five. But, like, man, like, I think I might say Warriors. I, I think I'll say Warriors in six, too. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Celtics in six as well. I think the Heat. I think we all came to this playoffs in the Heat were like a fake good team, but they got a very fortunate side of the bracket, not taking anything away from them. They've had their injuries at Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not taking sure. away from them. They knocked out Atlanta team that made a run last year, and then they knocked out Philly, who was kind of frauds, but they weren't like a cakewalk, I would say, but they knocked them out. Yeah. Um, but I, like, yeah, like not taking anything away from them, but when you really look at the run they had, like, like Capella missed a few games in round one. John Collins was playing on one leg, then they move on to game two. I mean, the second series, you got Embiid missed, what, two games? Yeah. And then Harden by himself. We all know he isn't doing shit anymore. 
and like Danny Green went down at one point. I think that might have been the last game of the series, but yeah, like he would. Yeah, but like they they lost a lot, so it's like it's like both teams like they kind of caught breaks. Um, I don't know what the Robert Williams situation is right now for the Celtics. Yeah, I know he missed games again. I don't know when he's planning on coming back or if he will. But you know, yeah, I think Celtics do win that series in six. Like you said, they are the better team. I think they yeah. better battle tested. They've knocked out Kevin, knocked out Kevin Durant and Giannis, probably the top two players in the league. So respect to that. Yeah. Yeah, or at, at worst, like two of the top five at worst. So I think you say at worst, like two of the top three, but I agree. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, w- I w- I'm not going to get into it. And like, yeah, <laughs> into, like the Le- into like the LeBron, Kawhi, and Bede Jokic, you know, like all those guys, like they all deserve to be in the conversation. <laughs> so yeah, I think Celtics are definitely like just the, the better team. I think they're going to take care of it. I think this Heat are great. So they will steal at least two games despite being out talented. Um, I think probably finally get over the hump with this Tatum, Aaron Brown. I feel like they've this is their, this is JCM's third conference finals. It's pretty crazy to think about. He's it. what? He's twenty four, or yeah, according yeah. to people, he's probably he's still, he's still twenty. Yeah. He's still twenty, yeah. probably. I think pretty wild stuff for that. Um, the West side, like you said, I I I, I wanted to just like say the Mavs have no chance of these four teams. Uh, I I I don't really see the Mavs winning the finals. I think me either. This is like pretty crazy fact they're even here um i do don't think they get swept i don't there's a world they lose in five i really do think they'll six like hey maybe luca proves us wrong again i don't know like i, I can't just yeah i mean i i'm not gonna be surprised one bit if luca proves us completely wrong again and i actually want him to like he's awesome i <laughs> seven to be honest i just love at this point of the year i just want a good series I hate, you know, that's like, what i'm saying i just want i just want really good series that's all i want that's why i really wanted to see like phoenix and golden state and then Bucks and Heat, like that's really what I wanted to see, but you know, it did. It didn't work out that way. But I agree. But I think we're still going to get some really good series. I think both of them probably go to six, or maybe like one goes to five. But either way, as long as the games are competitive, you know. And then I think a Celtics Warriors finals be a lot of fun. I think the Celtics are very. I think so. That's really what I want. Well, so I think that would be an electric series. I think that has potential to go seven. Um, that'd be awesome to see. So yeah, it should be fun final month of basketball. Wish the Nets are playing. Um, sadly, they are not. Um, yeah. What can you do though, man? I just enjoy basketball at this point because then after this, after the finals end, it's really rough for sports. If you're a baseball fan, it's fun. If your team's good, like the Yankees and Mets fans, it's a very good season. Assuming there's like Mets fans that like both. Um, not if you're a Red Sox fan. Ha, yeah, suck I mean, it, Cody. I guess that too. <laughs> But yeah, do what you can because then there's no basketball until October. If you're a football guy, nothing really that meaningful until September. So yeah, enjoy it while you can because it's hockey. Not- hockey playoffs have been good. If anybody, the hockey playoffs have been really fun. Not really a lot of NBA and NHL crossover fans, but yeah, I feel like hockey they've been pretty fun too. Watch. A couple I watched. Games. I been, I watched like all the game sevens because there was like five game sevens in hockey over the weekend. I was like, oh man, much more than NBA. <laughs> Both of them ended up being blowouts to the NBA. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all the hockey games were close for the game. So, oh, I know, I, mean, I saw that. Yeah, I watched that Ranger game. It was wild. Cool. Yeah, the Ranger game. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, but, Penguins uh, always find a way to blow it. But that <laughs> seems to be a common theme. Yeah. Sidney Crosby is basically Chris Paul. If, if for any non, <laughs> for any with non, two extra uh, rings, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, with two extra rings. But <laughs> um, that brings us to the end of the episode. What other news that I didn't get to touch on? Not really what to say about oh, it. Oh, uh, I got Not it real, real quick. Uh, Real quick, 
Kevin Durant started a big uh, Twitter beef today with uh, him versus like LeBron. He got Le- he got the phrase "so LeBron" trending number one <laughs> at one point today because he quote tweeted a tweet saying, um, "What determines who's the best player in basketball?" And he replied saying, "Um." Size for position, shot making, efficiency, IQ, consistency, being able to guard multiple positions, a willing passer, coachable, energetic, in my humble opinion. And then everybody was replying, so you mean LeBron. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, honestly, when I when I I thought LeBron at first too, but then I looked at it and I saw <clears throat> efficiency, size for position, and guarding multiple positions, I thought KD. So I was like, okay, he may be, he may be just like talking about himself and just like trying to like give like a, a a wink and a nod to the fans. But I thought I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, nothing against nothing against LeBron, nothing against KD. They're both obviously phenomenal. But that was funny. That's a little newsworthy thing. <laughs> um, the other last newsworthy thing for the Nets was that uh, Kyrie Irving is not going to get re-upped by Nike probably after his contract ends this yeah. year. Maybe Kyrie can try to get a Twitch deal to make up for the money. Thing with all the- I mean, I think yeah. another another shoe company will gladly take his services regardless because he has what like the second highest selling shoe for Nike, and they're not going to re up him. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, that's pretty much it. Anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, I need people to give us some more ideas on what to talk about because there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we got 40 minutes out of this one, but we did. I know, me too. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, maybe Cody will be us the next one. Maybe we'll have a guest next week. Um, yeah, we'll soon. work on something. As we're <laughs> closer to the like actual offseason for the Nets, for agency, the draft, trades, like we'll be able to talk about more things. Um, probably more rumors will come around. As the next few weeks progress, I'm sure. I'm sure we're yeah. on Twitter, Kyrie on Twitch, and whatever else happens, we'll get some type of leaks of something. Um, the Nets never fail to stay out of the news with this group. So stay tuned. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, it's the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. Today, but Joe was hosted by Anthony Ditmar on Twitter. That's Anthony Ditmar underscore and Joe Farrow at the Joe Farrow. Leave us questions. Give us ideas. Maybe give us some guest ideas if you want. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back to you guys next week for every once a week for the rest of the Nets offseason. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.